it's never too early or too late to plan the direction of your career and consider your professional legacy. This includes finding meaning and value in your work and relating them to physician engagement and burnout, explains Dr. Sarah Bean, who is teaching a course on this topic at CAP21. Dr. Bean, burnout has been in the news for the past few years. Can you talk a bit about what burnout is, typical drivers of burnout, and the consequences of burnout on professionals? Sure. Let me start with what burnout is. Burnout was first described in the early 70s by Maslach, and she defined burnout as the presence of the following three things, emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and reduced sense of accomplishment. And one of my colleagues that I work with at Duke, Dr. Brian Sexton, has a more simplified definition of burnout, and he defines it as the following, which is, an impaired ability to experience positive emotion. And I really like the simplicity of his definition. I think it's much easier to understand and to process. So now let's shift gears and think about the drivers of burnout. Well, one of the foremost researchers in the area of burnout in medical settings and healthcare settings is Tate Shanefelt. And in 2017, Shanefelt and Noseworthy published a really great paper that identified different driver dimensions of burnout. And they identified seven driver dimensions of burnout. Those seven driver dimensions are workload and job demand, control and flexibility, work-life integration, social support and community at work, organizational culture and values, efficiency and resources, and meaning and work. So if you think about burnout and then these driver dimensions, this is a really nice way to break it down and to start thinking about how you can conquer burnout in a healthcare setting. So consequences of burnout can be really dire and very severe. And the consequences of burnout can be broken down into two areas. The first is personal and the second is professional. Personal consequences that you might think about are broken relationships. So perhaps you break up with your girlfriend or your boyfriend. Maybe you get a divorce as a result of your burnout. There could be alcohol and substance abuse, depression, and unfortunately even suicide. Professional consequences are equally dire, and those can be decreased quality of care and increased medical errors, decreased patient satisfaction, decreased productivity and professional effort and even physician turnover. Is there a link between physician burnout and meaningful work? The answer is yes. And if I uh, look to the literature, we will find a paper that was published by Dr. Shana Felt and colleagues, and they explored this very question in an article that was published in 2009 in JAMA Internal Medicine. They hypothesized that physicians who spent more time doing what they considered to be meaningful work would have a decreased risk of burnout. And indeed, this hypothesis proved to be true. They found an inverse relationship with meaningful work and burnout risk. What are some of the strategies that you will discuss in your course for setting career direction? I'm really looking forward to teaching this course. What we're going to do is we're going to start by learning about great work, and we're going to identify aspects of our own work that we consider to be great. It's interesting. There are actually three different kinds of work. There's great work, 
good work and bad work. And in the course, what I'm going to do is teach you about those three different kinds and help you categorize your own work. And then we're going to use that information to dig deeper and to think about what our own personal values are and our passions. And then finally, we're going to take all of that information and put it together to write a personal mission and vision statement. So at the end of the course, anyone who participates will walk away knowing their good, great, and bad work. They'll know their passions, and then they'll have a first draft of their own personal mission and vision statement that they can use immediately. Physician wellness has been a special interest of yours for several years. What caused you to get interested in this topic, and how have you applied what you've learned to your own work? You know, I've always been interested in well-being, and depending on my life situation, it's been more or less present in my life. After the birth of my children, I realized that I had somehow lost my way. I had become so focused on taking care of my family and work that I failed to make time to take care of myself. I was exhausted, and yes, I was probably burnt out too. So instead of suffering and misery, I decided to do something about it. I completed the very exercises that I'll be teaching in this CAP 21 course for myself. In doing so, I thought about the legacy that I would like to leave personally and professionally. I thought about what makes me happy. And then I identified barriers to my own happiness and well-being in my life. The next thing I did was once I identified those barriers, I took steps to remove the barriers and I started taking care of myself. In doing so, I rediscovered fitness and I started rock climbing. Those activities are very restorative for me. And then I can use that energy to be the best version of me in all aspects of my life, including as a pathologist. Finally, Dr. Bean, this course includes time for self-reflection, as you've explained. Can you talk a bit about some of the activities included in the course and what you hope people take away from the course? The concept of self-reflection can be off-putting. Maybe you're thinking about taking this course, but you're kind of nervous about doing the self-reflection and pushing yourself. You know, it can feel too touchy-feely. I know that when I was first beginning this work of self-reflection, I thought I felt like a teenager all over again, like I was writing a Dear Diary entry that needed to be locked away. It also sometimes felt too self-indulgent to me. And so what I did was I asked myself, why am I reacting in this way? And if you are having a negative reaction to this possibility of self-reflection, I would urge you to take some time and ask yourself the same question. Why? Why are you having a difficult time with the possibility of self-reflection? Self-reflection is going to be integral to this course. And so if you're going to come to this course, then you're going to have to be ready to engage in it. It is an extremely valuable tool, and it's going to help you better understand yourself. It helps you process events and emotions, and it's a really great thing that you can go back to and read and reread and then build upon those lessons that you're learning as you're processing through self-reflection. So through self-reflection, course participants are going to identify their great work, their good work, their bad work, values, passions. And then, as I said, we're going to use all of this information to write a mission and vision statement. And then you'll be able to leave the course with all of this information in hand and begin living an intentional career and setting direction that you can apply immediately to your life. Thank you, Dr. Bean. As mentioned at the beginning of this episode, Dr. Bean will be teaching a CAP 21 course on this topic entitled 
setting career direction, using personal leadership to ignite the flame and keep it going. CAP21 will be held September 25th through the 28th. For more information, please visit capannualmeeting.org. Thank you for listening to this CAPcast. Be sure to listen to our other CAPcasts from the CAP on our SoundCloud channel by downloading the SoundCloud app on your mobile device. And we're also on Apple Podcasts and the Stitcher app. To find this podcast, search for the word CAPcast on these apps. Once you find our podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so you don't miss new CAPcast episodes.